Welcome to our first episode of the Foodie Fantasy Audio Podcast. Um, giving it a first version, we have in the studio um, Bolu, who hello, hello, also a Manchester United fan. Diehard Manchester United fan. Okay, mm-hmm. diehard. We wanted that in there. Diehard. Yes. <laughs> we also have our in-house um, professor, um, historian, friend of the show, Bucci. Diehard Manchester United fan. <laughs> 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 He's a diehard. And obviously, your regular presenter. You know me. Everybody knows me already. Yeah, it's but a what's your question. name, though? I mean, some this people is, might not know you. This is Ayo. Okay. Um, presenter. Popular known as like AY. Popular known as AY on yes. the YouTube version. Mm-hmm. You guys have seen all our content. Um, today, we're going to be exploring three interesting topics. We're going to have early takes. It's just three games into the EPL season. We're going to talk about um, the top six teams from last season. How did they start? You know, what... Uh, our opinions, how they started the season, and just early projections. We're going to compare Jaden Sancho and Jao Felix and give our opinions who we think will be the bigger star. And we'll take a quick but um, deep dive into La Liga and we'll see who will be the winner going Barca, Real, or Atletico Madrid. And we'll kick off with Pucci for the top six teams. Let's start with Man City. We'll go in order of how they ended. Pucci. Manchester City. Okay. Uh, Manchester City. You don't talk about Manchester City. <laughs> you want to talk about Manchester City for, about Manchester City for a minute? Uh, nah, I can talk about Manchester City for like 10 seconds. Because <laughs> like, what's new? What's new? What's happened? What's changed? It's a train. The train is rolling. The train is moving. It won't stop. And if you get in front of it, you'll be crushed. That's simple. They're going to win the league again. They're looking better than everybody else. The idea that they had a draw and everybody's going, oh, wow, wow, wow. You know, they're looking weaker. That shows you how good they are. I mean, like, they literally should have beaten that Tottenham sports team, hot sports team. They really whooped their asses. They actually outplayed them so much so that you can imagine what the difference would be between them and their Arsenal's, and I'm not dissing Arsenal, but Tottenham is so much better than any other team in the league, apart from Liverpool. And they really whoop their asses. And so, you know, that idea that, you know, that these guys are not that good because they drew Tottenham kind of shows you how good they really are. I think um, Man City are much better. They've improved in the areas they needed to improve. They bought um, defenders. They bought a midfielder and Rodri to replace um, Fernandino, who they didn't have a sub for. I think that was all their team needed. So what more? I don't think any team is as good as them. I think they've made my perfect system, it's perfect manager, it's perfect organization. Everything is is um, fluid. But then, of course, in life, we know, and especially in sports, sports has told me that there is no perfection. There's a reason why only Alex Ferguson has won the league three times in a row, because it's almost impossible i'm not saying it's impossible but it's very very hard and so that's my only hope but realistically logic tells me that man city are going to win the league just um jump in uh, good point um butchie about what you said about tottenham um they created 35 chances against tottenham. Mm-hmm. 35 chances <laughs> yeah. so they were just 35. not they were just not <laughs> clinical yeah. enough um it's crazy and had a goal cancelled by VAR, if I'm correct. correct. Yeah, yeah. That's, how, that's how close it was. So, um, so yeah, they're, they're that good. Bolu. Well, what can you tell us about the Berties? Who? The Berties. They're called the Berties. Mm-hmm. Too. I don't pay attention to what they're called. <laughs> you know, I don't care for City. Yeah, we call them Berties too. So, Well, 
I mean, as a United fan, I hate to admit it, they probably have the best team in the league right now. First 11, second 11, manager, they have it. I hate to say, but I think they're going to take the league again. Okay. Um, bearing maybe some uh, Leicester miracle that happened about, what, six, seven seasons mm-hmm. ago. Except we have one of those things and <laughs> it happens to be Manchester United. Kind of, <laughs> but really, I mean, if you just look at everything, yeah, I think City's got it. I mean, they're going to lose a few games here and there, but I don't think there's any team nowadays that you can really look at and think that every game they play, they're going to win. There's going to be some games that, you know, like you said, they had 35 shots, but it's just one of those days that things didn't happen for them. But uh, they got they got it again this season. But next year, United, we're coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Number 21 is on the horizon. We'll, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Manchester City. Apart from the fact that Dr. Fuentes is still there and injecting the players. <laughs> 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 and they never get injured. <laughs> we gotta look into that. Uh, allegedly, just in case someone you know, listens to this, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, everybody has raised it. Man City is a well-oiled machine. Looking at them, the only flaws, nothing has really changed my early takes about them. They're really good. The only possible flaws I see with them down the road that they are going to miss is the retirement of Vincent Company. I oh, think yeah. his his leadership at the back in those crucial games, the games against Liverpool, towards the end of the title running, in the goal he scored against Leicester, apart from the goal, just his organization mm-hmm. from set pieces and just keeping them concentrated towards the last few games, last minute where they consider set pieces that they might miss that towards the end and maybe Liverpool nick it, but I think Man City are going to win. They just have depth all through and I think closest team who should give them a run in, I think it's going to be affected by fatigue with Liverpool. So just um, just because of what I see, I think they're going to win it. I don't think they're going to get to 98 points. I just think just... It's not photo finish this time. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not going to be a photo finish. I think they're going to win it. Mm-hmm. A couple of points. I don't think they'll get to as much points as they had last time. They'll have a, lot, a couple of draws here and there. Because I think logic tells me this is the year they have to prioritize Champions League because the pressure will be on Pep for Champions League this season. He might try to play it, and which is already doing, saying, oh, they want to win the league. They want to mark history. He's just trying to play you regular know, psychology you, you, and play down the, man, the importance of You know the press, the, the press, I love the press. How they, you know, the way they did that stuff during the summer, they, they asked him, after Klopp won it, there was one of the first questions they asked him, beginning of the season, they go, oh, are you going to win the Champions League? Are you going to prioritize? They're basically trying to tell him, look, you won the league. Nobody's giving you any props for it anymore for because league, yeah. Klopp has won the Champions League. You haven't played the Champions League final. And so that's right. I, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So he knows that. He's trying to play it. And the press have given him back by piling on the pressure, by telling him like, oh, Liverpool has spent less than you guys and they've won the Champions League. What's going on? So he knows that's a priority. He expects that's a priority. But he's trying to play that. See, that's not the priority. Start, just in case it doesn't happen again, which is very possible. Champions League is knockout. Anything can happen. So True. That's right. Anything can happen. So that's he right. knows that. He's very aware of that. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's trying to play it down and focus. But I think they win the league. Yeah. First three games, they, I mean, they look like a well-oiled machine. They win the league. Barring any long-term injury. I like to always place that in. Barring any long-term injuries, I think City will um, win the league. Talking about Liverpool... Because I know they were second last season. <laughs> wow. Man, last season was a blow to me. I don't remember who. <laughs> <laughs> nah, stop, being, stop being a hater, bro. Don't be a hater. <laughs> last season was a hell of a season. And 
my my thing though is that's where somehow logic tells me this that you cannot get on a car right and drive your car at 200 miles an hour for six seven hours straight something at a point you have to slow that car down or something's going to really mess up it just doesn't work because of course that's probably one of the reasons why your gas will run out but the car needs to stop mm-hmm. at a point I'm, I'm not saying you can't drive a car for six hours but you cannot drive it at 200 miles an hour for six straight hours okay yeah the engine is designed for it to go like that, but it it won't operate optimally. Correct. So what I'm talking about is, look, I really talk, I think Liverpool and Man City are ahead of the rest, and to analyze them, I think I would like to analyze them together as opposed to why I'm analyzing them together is there's something about them too that they did last year that I actually have to praise them, which is from January up to date, I think Liverpool have. I think they dropped one point, two points in a game on January 2nd or January 3rd or January. And they, they've been going like, bam, bam, bam. Why am I saying this? Because Liverpool were hoping Man City would drop points. And Man City did not. Man City, Liverpool chased Man City so hard till the end. And Man City were like, okay, guys, chill. Let's have a rest. You know, we're tired. We're getting tired. And Liverpool did not rest. But Man City did. So these two teams were relentless. I do not think they'll be relentless this year. It's not because they cannot be. It's not because... But it, you can, there will have to be some burnout somewhere. Yeah. There will have to be somebody that won the Champions League that is feeling on top of the world and is resting on his laurels. There has to be somebody on the Premier League team that feels the Premier League champions that feels like I'm going to appear on the game and not really have to do my best to win. It is one of the reasons why serial winners are geniuses and I keep praising serial winners for this. If any of these two guys wins again this season, they're geniuses. I mean, they're already geniuses, but I will give them double praise for it because the, the form they had last season maintaining until this season is just amazing. It I, is. And in essence, I just answered the Liverpool question because I was trying to say that I think Liverpool would challenge Man City, but I don't think it'll be a photo finish. I don't think we're going to have a 98 points, a seven point season. I think it's probably going to be around 90 to 80 something. Um, other teams will take points off them because they as well will. Liverpool will also want to. They want to win the league, but I'm not going. I don't think that they will uh, not focus on the Champions League either because they would. They have like to. They won it again. They, they can to. win it again. Yeah. So that's just for those two teams. My opinion. Um, regarding if Liverpool got stronger, I believe they got a little bit stronger, but not... And when I mean stronger, they got stronger because they're together. They didn't get any transfers. They really, I would say, uh... And why I say they got stronger because they were together is last year's transfers did not work. They came, they were okay during the season, but they did not work as expected. Fabinho was probably the only one that came through well. Keita was not that... Uh, he was meh. So maybe after one year, he might get better. So, but if Liverpool has a weakness, I would still say that their forward line is, you know, not as rich as Man City's forward line. They don't have subs there like Man City does and that for me is, uh, is the only weakness. Their defensive line has proven that um, they can handle chop, chopping and changing. There have been a lot of injuries to the defensive line. The midfield is chopped, gets chopped and changed a lot so they're solid there. Uh, you know, they can manage without... The only person I think that would be indispensable to that team would probably would be Van Dijk. But no, no player is indispensable. Um, they might not play as well without Salah. They might not play as well without Firmino. They might not play as well without uh, Mane. But they will still win games. I think they're a very complete team too. Bolu, what can you tell us about the Scouts? <sighs> scouts come. 
Liverpool, I don't like them. <laughs> I don't think they would do as well as they did last season. Uh, I think they'll have good games and uh, they'll put a run. I don't expect them to win the league. I don't expect them to go far in Champions League. Did, did they win last season? Huh? I think they did, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I, all I know is, who, who played the finals last season? Liverpool and Spurs. Okay, that's why. It was boring. So I, I, is yeah, this serious? No, no I'm, I'm serious. It was, it was boring. I, I wiped I it out of my memory. I tried to but, forget that final too. But. But, yeah, but yeah, I tried to remember what happened in that final. But, um, they got a good squad. I don't think they really have a deep bench like City. They got a good squad. They got some good players on the bench. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is I think Van Dijk and their goalkeeper that got injured, Allison. I think those are two key players for their teams. And the last game, the game that Allison played when he got injured, when I saw that, I was like, man, this might this might actually affect them because Allison. Even though he, I mean, he's a very good goalkeeper, but he's not the kind of goalkeeper that is very flashy or anything. Mm-hmm. So he goes about his job. You don't necessarily hear he's about him making. Minded. Yeah, like we hear about De Gea making like all these spectacular saves and then letting in silly goals or whatever. But you don't really hear much like that from Allison. Um, I personally feel that they will be in the top four. I don't want him to come in second, but uh, you know, it's 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 there for their taking. If other teams don't step up, it's there for their taking. Okay. I, I I don't think I don't think um, other teams can step up to them. The only team that can step up to them, apart from the United. team that's better than them, is um, Spurs. Um, you know, to me, you know, um, I mean, we can analyze all these teams one by one, and we can also analyze them in a block. But if you ask me, I can put them in a block immediately and put them in three blocks. And those three blocks are Spurs and City, and sorry, City and Liverpool, and one. Off on their own league, sports bubbling under them, and every other person. No, no, no. Then you have maybe Arsenal, Chelsea, and um, United in another block, just not not directly under sports. A little, a little bit lower, you know, not as close as sports is closer to Liverpool and City than Manchester United, Chelsea, and Arsenal are close to sports. Sports are far better than those three teams, despite the fact that on a good day they will beat them. That's Man. my opinion. On a good day, I, I kind of, yeah, I kind of agree. On a good day, after my bit, maybe I'm just being sports, my whooper, this thing. But the system, the team, the squad, everything, sports are far superior. I agree. So that's just my opinion. Um, so what's your take on Liverpool, though? <laughs> Liverpool, my goodness. <laughs> taking my, taking my Manchester United hat off. Talk about Liverpool. Funny enough, uh, I know as a football fan, this Liverpool team is one of the most likable. Teams, Liverpool teams I've seen in a longer in a long time. Like Who makes them likable? <laughs> their players, their their way, and the style of play they play. Because really, in, in terms of likable, no, and this oh. is this is a football fan talking. <laughs> There's probably maybe only like two or three players that make me feel like I like the team, and so, that's just Salah. It's just, it's just Van Dijk. My, my, my thoughts. But I like I like Firmino a lot. I like he's a very technically. Again, this is my type of players. Mm-hmm. I okay. like technically gifted players, but I like okay. Firmino a whole lot. His first touch, his football IQ, kind of audaciousness. There's something he did yesterday, and I'm sure it's been going around all Twitter, where he like controls the ball. I think that was on Ceballos. He controls the ball as he was playing pickup soccer, raises the ball in one in one full motion and tries to like volley it in the same motion. I'm like, dude, this is a top six clash. And this guy's playing. I mean, I like that confidence in okay. players. All right. So mm. Liverpool, I 
think Liverpool will not do as well as last season. And it's going to be because of burnout fatigue, like Butchie said. Specifically because of the fact they have to play World Club Club. That's, they have to go and play that in a couple of weeks' time. They have to go and travel very far and play the same core players and mm-hmm. go to have to play World Club. And they're going to try to win it. I mean, because that's what's the point of going. Yeah, no exactly. It's mm-hmm. going to try to win World Cup Club. They have all the European games. And they were really, really lucky. And love averages tell me. They were really, really, really lucky with injuries last season. They were really yeah, they Apart were. from Joe Gomez, who was their key player, they went through a whole season without having injuries to any of their key players. Low I, mean, averages, I think they had a... Low, apart from Joe Gomez. They had an injury to Manny or Sally sometime last season. They Not had too long. to Firmino, which oh, Firmino. was last two, three weeks of the season. And yeah. they missed um, the final. Champions League final. Yeah. yeah. In this Champions League final. But no, there was a time Manuel or somebody was missing in the middle of the season, not too long. <laughs> no, basically, there was no long term injury. There was a long term like, injury, uh, I remember. Yeah. That I remember. Apart, right. apart from Joe Gomez, so any of the, a lot of averages tell me that it's going to happen too. And I don't see them coping well with They have one of their major key players. I mean, the full front three Van Dyke, Trent. Um, this is Al- why This is why Mercedes is so loaded. I mean, you just sit down here and think about it. They're the only team I can think about where an injury crisis... I mean, unless it's the worst injury crisis, they're not getting affected. I mean, Man City lost their best player two years ago. And they won the league. And they won the league. Oh, oh, yeah. David De Bruyne was out yeah, for true. the whole season. No, not true. last season. Last uh, season. Two seasons ago. No, it was last season. Oh, two what? seasons ago was when he's, it, he did. got injured. Yeah. No, no, when he won the yeah, player of the season was yeah. two seasons ago. Yeah, he, got, he was missing for more, a lot of last season. He came back towards the end. And they still won the league yeah. comfortably. So... Well, I was. There was a time when they was. No, it, was, it was comfortable. It was. Well, it, was it wasn't comfortable. No, it was. Well, it was still comfortable. Listen, in, the yes, sense, in a way, in Liverpool, a sense. Liverpool put in a run, but yeah. we knew, like, man, man we knew, dude. we knew this was a city dude. dude. <laughs> we city, knew, city literally played like if they had to beat every team in the league five zero, they would beat them five zero. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that's how they played. They played like that. You could see that they were not in the top game. Yeah, you could see that way they could play better. They were chilling in some games, man. So I think fatigue uh, injuries yes. will probably. Things that will probably affect Liverpool. Apart from that, yeah, I yeah. think I, I I picked them to come third before this before the ball was you kicked. Know, you know, talking about this thing that you're saying, uh, Liverpool Man City has a, a a weakness. What is their weakness? Aguero. An injury to Aguero affects them. He's the only player that so. hasn't been replaced. So. Hasn't been really replaced I, in the system. I don't think so. I don't J- think Jesus so. has not really replaced Aguero. He can't really. I I, 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 I see what you mean. Aguero yeah, is an elite. Yeah. Aguero is an elite striker. Yeah. Jesus is just a good striker. So, a good so striker. I see. Not, I see what you mean. Not on that level of. But they can. The the difference is. Or what, what Man, the difference is, is not so much for yeah, them to like. One, but what will happen is if Aguero goes down. Pep will find they will find they will just distribute the goals more around. Mm, That's yeah. what's going to happen. Sterling will just score more, yeah. which is already scoring. Yeah. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva will just be expected instead of being that guy mm. that is tracking back and being mm. the all-round box to box. He'll just push him to the wings. And yeah, still, and yeah, just yeah, Mar- yeah. yeah. So there's Mares. Yeah. So they just have a lot more quality. I mean, I like how these guys said they'll on. just they'll just spread the gold like it's easy to just dude, but that's what they do. <laughs> that's what they do, though. That's, that's what they do. do. I said they'll just spread that's the gold. gold. That's what they do. So when Sunday went down, I told her, but what's what's gonna happen is Siwa will just score more, Sterling will score more. But that's what they, I mean. They've lost Sunday. Sunday walks into any other top sixteen. Literally yeah, walks. Uh, Maybe uh, Liverpool uh, walks into any other top sixteen in the league. If and they've lost did, him. Of if course. If there's a goal. 
a few days ago, my brother posted something on the group, and he was, uh, I think, he was trying to mock a transfer. Well, you know, basically, he was trying to say, why would Sunny leave City to go somewhere else? And, and so I asked him, wait, Sunny starts in everything. How often does he start in City? He can. He's a seventy million pound. The guy is sitting player. on the bench. He's, you're he's not. A, you're you're he, not like the number one starter. Yeah, and and your dad. Are you joking me? Yeah. Is, is there any? With all due respect, right? The only player. There's no striker Manchester United, for example, at Sunny's level. There's no forward. There's right. no forward at Chelsea currently at his level. Yeah. There's no forward at um, Arsenal at his level. I mean, Obama Young is good, but he's not at Sunny's level. Sunny is a one-man game-changing machine if you let him play. He can dribble the whole back line. That's how good that boy is. is. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think we're moving on to Spurs, right? Okay. Yeah, go with Spurs. Mm. Did you tell us your opinion about Spurs? The early takes of Spurs. This is a hard one. This, if there's a, a guy I love in the Premier League, it's Mauricio Pochettino. And I love Mauricio Pochettino because, um, you see, I respect a lot of coaches. I really do respect a lot of coaches. But the kind of coaches that I respect, because you know I coach amateur football, are coaches who are able to do work with whatever they have. When I go into my a team on a Saturday morning, and we have a game coming up, uh, whoever comes to training is who I'm going to play with. I can't even flog my amateur players to come to training. I can't say I'm going to find you. I can't, you know, basically, whoever comes, they don't get paid. Actually, they pay to join the team. They right. have to register. So that's one. And so when the game comes, and my I'm, I've made a game plan with my, because I'm the assistant coach, and then the, the coach will make a game plan, and then we'll go, oh, this guy's going to start. And the game is starting at 8 8.25, and the guy is not yet there. We just have to win games with whoever we have. Why I'm going into this little anecdote is because Pochettino is the one manager that wins, that has done work with whatever he has. He did good work in Southampton with whatever he had. He went to Spurs, did good work. Despite the fact that Spurs at some time was so constrained by money, he was still doing good work. Brought Delali from, you know, League 3 or League 1, something like that. Brought League, League 2. Brought, MK yeah, MK Dons, that's right. Brought this guy back from loan from, um, I think he was at Leighton Orient or so, or I forgot where he was. Uh, I forgot the name of the club, or Skonto. But uh, this guy came back from loan. Uh, Hurricane. You know, this is the manager I feel that if he were at a club that was willing to spend money, that has money and willing to spend money, he would do wonders. And Real Madrid should have gotten him. Uh, with all due respect to Zidane, but that's a different story. But I think Zidane seems to be, you know, swimming in deep water right now. But it's going to be a long time. But what, that's the whole point. For me, that manager, the squad, everything. I already said that I feel they're better than most of the teams in the Premier League. Um, my only problem with them is they their squad has gotten better. I hope that it's really better. I hope that their transfers are good. People are surprised, you know, for me to talk so... And, uh, you know, daringly about an arrival, but I really respect Pochettino and um, I wish him success. He's a guy that deserves a lot of success. People do not give him credit for the work he's done. And um, I'm not saying that Pep is not a great manager, Klopp is not a great manager, but they've been backed by a lot of money, you know. So I think they'll come third or second. They're not going to come anything below that unless, unless of course, a disaster happens. Um, that's my opinion. And then I want to talk about something else I want to add. Uh, I've seen the new midfielder play in Dumbbelly and he looks, he looks a big, good deal, but it's still beginning of the season. So it's going to take a lot more than that to convince me that they should spend $70 million for central midfielder because, I, you know, I mean, it's the same. Basically, I'm going to be very honest and I'll say it now. Before anybody look, I will not forget the scrutiny that they gave 
power. When power came to mind, saying I did, they said this and that. So Ndombele needs to be better with scoring and assisting. Not just, <laughs> not just, not just going there and be winning balls. He nah, has scored, man, but, forget. You know, he has to do everything because <laughs> they, that's the standard now for 70 they're million They're going to tell you market inflation. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to tell you market inflation. Market inflation. <laughs> forget that one. So that's just it. But the guy looks good, you know. Um, that's it for me. Tell us what, what, you, what you can tell us, Mr. Bolu. So, so here's the thing. We got four teams left. Spurs. Right. Spurs, mm-hmm. United, Arsenal, and Wolves. Chelsea. Chelsea. I personally feel like those four teams are all going to be trying to fight for that third position. Um, the other two positions. Like, the first two is probably between mm-hmm. Liverpool and City. Yeah. Because you look at the sports team, outside of Hurricane, who is their striker? Son. <laughs> that's the thing people don't know how deadly those guys no, are no, so, so, to, so, keep so, so, so the thing is Song is a good striker mm-hmm. but I mean if we really gotta put money on it I would put money on Song right now let me tell you why so, so, so think of it this way if out of 10 people you said okay how many people are going to put money on Song you're probably looking at maybe 20-30% that's a low number and that's not right. because it's not good mm-hmm. but when you talk about Harry Kane listen Harry Kane can be having a horrible game you just need that that one, one chance. that one yeah. chance, you know, and, and 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 it's because of that. Like when you look at all those teams, th- those four teams. Because for me, I, I don't want to waste too much time trying yeah. to go into each of those teams. Yeah. You look at sports; they balanced team, but they don't really have depth. They don't scare me like City scares me. Oh, yes, but City scares me. you're like, man, <laughs> on their day, me. they can put up a good game. You look at Arsenal. Their front three players are, are great, but I'm listen, their defense is gonna leak goals. They're gonna give up penalties. David Lewis is gonna act stupid one of those games. <laughs> Why did they always say only David Lewis? Half that defense are stupid before he I came. Mean, the whole defense. <laughs> Half but, that but, defense was like <laughs> but Lewis, comedy defense before. Lewis, he came. Lewis is on a different level. No, he's, you he's, know, a clown. He's, he's in his own league. Yeah. Chelsea, the, you know. Defender that thinks he's the Ronaldinho. Exactly. He's yeah, he's his yeah, his own thing. Chelsea, you know, they're not playing with the best of the squads, you know. So they're gonna try and make do with whatever they got. My team, United, so sad. <laughs> we don't really have a great midfield. We have a decent midfield when you take a Pogba. Like there's really nobody there. We got some good players, but so for me I feel like what's gonna happen is those four teams they're going to run into like a good run of games. And during that period, you know, is when most of them are probably going to try and accumulate a lot of points and try to make something for themselves. But it's, it's up for grabs between those four teams. Like, I can't even predict who is going to be where. Now, personally, as a United fan, I want him to come in like second or third. Second is pushing it. Second is pushing it. I I, I know that. You, you, you can see you can see we're all laughing because he doesn't believe that. He's he's just wishing. No, that's why I said yeah, I, I wish. Want them, you, know. you know, I want them too. You know, but the reality of it happening, you know, it's it's not high. Let me just put it that yeah. way. I mean, but we we do all know soccer is a funny game because anything can happen. When Leicester won, they didn't have a deep squad. Now, granted, they weren't playing like four competitions. So, you know, that helped them because when they made it to Champions League, it was a different ball game for them. They were like, man, this is this is grown man's level thing, you know. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. Those, if Manchester those United, teams, if Manchester yeah. United so, would win the league, I will 
I'll collect five hundred dollars from no, you. No, I will give five hundred dollars <laughs> to a charity next May. Hey, y'all, you heard it here yeah. first. Yeah, they did. I'm saying that he's ready to that, give five hundred dollars. That's how much I don't believe it. That Ole Gona, I'm betting that Ole Gona, Manchester United please make win this the league. Happen. And if they win the league, I'll give five hundred dollars to David Degay. And if <laughs> they talk make to your it, boys, <laughs> I need to reply to Bolu because uh, sorry, Ayo, but Atos, Atos at Full Fantasy. If you yeah. think if you have if you have a charity. Yeah, because of um, which is donation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, this is this is one thing I got to say is regarding sports. The thing we do sometimes in football is because we not not in football, but in life is because we prejudge something. We put our prejudice on that thing, even though the evidence is different. The evidence, you know, just like the same thing where like um, they would say a Nigerian Nigerians a. Uh, are criminals, for example, because of what happened last week. I'm just using that as an example. But, for example, Nigerians are the most educated um, ethnic group in America. And, you know, that same most educated ethnic group is the most, the richest set of immigrants from Africa in, in America. And, and when I mean rich, I'm talking about the ones that make legit money, that pay their taxes, you know. But guess what? Everyone that miss you when you're in Nigeria, it's a Nigerian prince. I'm like, no, Nigerian doctor. You know, a Nigerian engineer. But why I'm using that anecdote is we um, Bolu said something about when push comes to shove, Kane. But the weird, funny and weird thing about it was when Spurs had their best season ever. I mean, in recent memory, they won the league in the sixties. So let me not say that's the best. But in recent memory, which was just this last season, Kane was missing. Yeah, when was. push came to show, Kane was injured. He was gone. But guess what? Who did the job? Son. Son. But, but my question Lucas. to that is, like, how many times has he done that? But guess what? That's the weird thing about life. There was that time when Son carried the team for three, four, five weeks. Mm-hmm. That experience of Son doing that made Son now realize that I... Because sometimes confidence is what gives you that, you know, once you achieve it, it makes you believe you can do it. That's why in football, for example, you see that once players step up to a level, they don't go down sometimes. Unless they lose their head, most of the time they stay on that level because they, most of the time, not that they don't have the ability, they already had the ability. They just had to get the confidence and show themselves that they can do it. So Song has proven that he. Case in point, Sadio yeah. Mane and uh, Salah. Go ahead. Yeah, like for example, Sadio Mane and Salah. When Salah was down, Mane stepped up. Since then, since Mane stepped up, Mane never went down. The same thing with Sterling. When Sterling stepped up and covered Aguero for a few months, he never went down. Remember, people were saying, "Wait, this boy will fade." This form started from the beginning of last year. He'll fade, he'll fade. That one has not faded. Sterling's form is still going on and on and on and on. What I'm saying that is Son has already proven that he can score against big teams. He can deal with City. He can Something deal with Lukaku teams. couldn't do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And Lucas Mora has already gotten that experience. You said what? what did you say? He said something, said something Lukaku, Lukaku couldn't, do. couldn't do. And he can, Lucas Mora has already shown <laughs> that he can be a talisman. So these guys have these guys, and a lot oh, of them I are going about him. Yeah, and then there's Ericsson there. Ericsson, I don't think is getting sold anymore, unless some magic happens in the next one week. One no. point in that is that these guys are guys that actually now believe in themselves. See, but we can more. use that same excuse mm-hmm. for City. I mean, for United, for Arsenal, for Chelsea. No, nah. no, no. Seriously, what excuse? That? How? What did they win? No, no. So saying the excuse of somebody just needs to step up mm-hmm. and. You know they get into that form. Yeah, Fred, for example, we know what Fred is capable of doing before we brought him, but okay. he has not replicated that form. 
So maybe if he gets the same opportunity that maybe Song had, maybe had a few five weeks or whatever, that he gets into form and, you know, the midfield for United changes. And you can make that same argument for Arsenal. Arsenal you can make the good. same thing for, mm-hmm. especially Chelsea, now but, that they don't right, have but the all the big stuff. Son, I, I think that's a nice segue. Son, Son has <laughs> done it. I think that's yeah. a nice segue mm-hmm. into, because it looks like uh, Bolu has given us all his takes. Oh yeah, I have. Okay, so I'm not coming back Bucci. to any of those takes. So Bucci, give us all your takes quickly on about the, on the about Chelsea, Arsenal, yeah. and Manchester United. Yeah, quick. Okay, one minute takes on the three of them. Um, the reason why there's not much for me to make uh, it's I have to use a lot of what I saw last season, what I saw this. Correct. Season. So there's Chelsea. not too much. It's not too much that has happened. That's true. Yeah. And so when I look at what has happened this season, among those three teams, everybody will be surprised. I'm most impressed by Chelsea. And despite everybody thinking, oh, Arsenal seems to be doing so well. No, Arsenal haven't done anything that is new to me. The defence still looks terrible. <laughs> and that has always been their biggest problem. Arsenal never had a problem with scoring goals. Birmingham was the highest goal scorer last season, despite the fact that Arsenal came fifth. Arsenal never had a Joint problem. Joint highest goal scorer. Yeah. Right. Well, Joint highest goal scorer is the highest goal scorer. Yeah. yeah. yeah so he... he, he uh, he, his team doesn't doesn't have a problem with creating chances. They have a problem with stopping chances, stopping goals. And that and wasn't it, fixed. And that wasn't fixed. It still looks like it's still the same headless chicken. Probably got worse. Yeah, it looks like it got worse because they brought the chief headless chicken <laughs> to the club. You know, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, but David Luiz is still that thing that guy never said about him. It looks like someone, like a 10-year-old is controlling him on the PlayStation because he just makes, he makes the mistakes that a 19-year-old should not make. And this guy is an old man. He does it like over and over and over again. So like, it's his habit. So I don't think Arsenal is that great. I think they got better in attack, but they should have gotten better in defense. Manchester United, weirdly, to me, was a team that was always good in defense, even though their defense wasn't good. They could actually defend. Last season, they didn't keep a lot of clinches, but in the previous seasons, they could defend. And a lot of those guys were still there. So Manchester United did not need to really improve their defense. To me. Uh... They needed two, but it wasn't the biggest issue. Don't get me wrong. Okay. They needed two. The, defense, the defensive improvements were necessary. But what I mean is that if there was a priority for Manchester United, Manchester United should have gone and spent money on their midfield. They had the weakest, they have one of the weakest midfields in the whole of the Premier League. It is a midfield that a lot of players, you can sit down here and start calling players from the relegation team that were almost relegated last season that are walking into the Manchester United midfield. And it got weaker. And it got weaker. Their strike force is nothing really apart from the starting. If you take out Marshall and Rashford, there's nothing left in that strike force. They have a, a 19-year-old uh, or 20-year-old Greenhorn who just came from the championship. Greenwood, not Greenhorn. No, no I'm, I'm talking about the Greenhorn, the guy that, you know, like the fresh guy. Daniel James. Daniel James. Oh, yeah. That came. Then, of course, the rest of all the rest of the strike force are also green, Greenhorns and Greenwoods, young, young <laughs> kids. Like, then you have a... Um, and why, so why am I so impressed with Chelsea? I'm so impressed with Chelsea because Chelsea look like they've, in the short time, looked like Lampard has established a system. So you can imagine what would have happened if Lampard had a transfer window. Despite losing badly, he looks like a manager that has a system, he wants to play it, he's not thinking. But could, could it be that the system was forced on him because of what he had? Because if he had a chance mm-hmm. in the transfer window, he might have gone after a certain place and not gone that route. I'm just saying. Yeah. Because you know sometimes situations forces you into... That's right. That's you right. Know. I mean, the same but, kind of thing happened with Conte then. But wh- why I like his system was he was the one, okay, does, he has a list of the opportunity to make changes. But he also did something that a lot of these managers have not done. The guy that said he was going to play youth is not playing youth. He's hardly playing them, which is all like not yet. Social. 
he is already trusting youth from day one at the risk of his job. He's working at the job at the club that fires more managers and he's chill. He's like, I'm going to take a risk and do it. The guy has balls. Ona Emery does, he's changing formation every game to game. First half, he played one formation against uh, <laughs> against uh, what's it Liverpool. called? Liverpool. The tinker man. Tinker. That's why I call him. Got to the second half, changed information, opened the game, and he, he, his team got blown. The guy, you know, this game he, he keeps basically one of the things that makes a lot of teams solid is you pick a first eleven, which is probably what I give Oligona social for. At least he sticks to his first eleven, but his team look clueless. They don't have a midfield. There's so many things wrong with Manchester United that I think. They need to go back and train harder. They're not, they don't look like a team. That's just the truth. Um, the defense looks solid, but you don't win. I mean, you don't win championships on defense, even though they tell you defense wins championships. Uh, you you have to score goals. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, but you win on defense. You defend and score goals. You, 0-0 won't win your championship. Because the way Manchester True. United lose, like, they're looking like a 0-0 team or a 1-1 team. Um, you can't have 75% of the ball at home and have what... Um... Man, let's, let's not talk about that. No, but when analyzing these three teams, and when you look at it, you can... When you look at Chelsea, Chelsea's problem is that their defense is naive. But their, their problem is fixable. They have a veteran in Aspi. But he's, he's on the decline. He's on the decline, but he can train those boys. Those boys are not on the decline. They, can, they can be trained. Chris Tessin, the defender, has proven Except that he can... Zuma. <laughs> yeah, but Christensen and the other rest of the kids, they all look trainable. Arsenal, what can you train in that defense? They're all, mostly all old men. That There's nothing like one youngster dead. All of them are old men with bad habits. You mentioned an Arsenal player that Not was Socrates. Okay, Socrates. Yeah, Socrates looks good, but uh, I don't know if the rest of his defense is messing him up. <laughs> because he also makes He's also prone to the odd error. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, the only thing my has is their defense. Apart from, to me, I'm just serious. I mean, unless these are teams. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that for in for these three teams, they have to have their, their, their these three teams. That's why I clearly put the other two, the three teams ahead of them. They have to have their first level fit. Those teams don't have a bench. They don't have nothing. Well, just before being serious, who's on the bench for Chelsea? Nothing really. There's really nothing there. I mean, yeah. Barkley, you know. William. William. Williams is still a good player. He's still, but for the past year, he's really, really steady. Well, I mean, I would have taken him on the right wing for United at this point. Not, not as the first 11. So that's that's it for me. For the three teams. Yeah. Okay. And, all, great, all great opinions. I'll just do my own quick roundup about mm-hmm. them and we move to the next segment. Um, Chelsea, Lampard, Jody Morris, especially, is just, He's doing a great job. I mean, he's been... He coached most of his players in reserve for Chelsea. Took them to Derby. So there's continuity. I can see what Lampard uh, is trying to do. He has a clear style of play. Quick passing, pressing football. Uh, it's entertaining to watch. Lampard has one great advantage. Uh, this is the first time any Chelsea manager has no expectation to do anything. You know, they have a transfer ban. They sold their best player. So... All yeah. the pressure, all bets are off. The pressure, the pressure, the pressure is not on him at all. Now, does that mean if they get relegation zone? Yeah, they'll probably fire him. But that is is probably the biggest thing working in his favor right now. Mm-hmm. Anything that goes wrong, there's a clear and valid excuse. There's a clear and valid reason. Doesn't mean doesn't mean he won't get fired though. <laughs> it does, so that's why I said yeah. yeah. It doesn't. Mean, but that takes that pressure off where they can just work and they can just do what they want and focus on the youth. And the fans will always love him for being a legend. But I give that to him. That's a clear plan. You can see, just like Sari last season, which impressed me when he came. 
I respect coaches when they come. First few weeks, you can see what the players are trying to do. Even if it doesn't work, it's very impressive. But, Jumping to Arsenal. Uh, <clears throat> I have different opinions on Arsenal. I think a friend of the show, we had this discussion, I remember. The discussion we typically always have is about structure. Structure and no structure. He was dancing on Arsenal's grave, like just last season, because when Miss Lintard left. And I told him then, about structure and the reason that why structure having the director of football having modern structures help and he was trying to use that as an example fast forward one year later Arsenal had a very good transfer window in my opinion they recruited efficiently they knew they I mean they had to use Tesco cards Tesco <laughs> credit cards wow that's used Tesco credit some cards some EBT some cards point, uh, oh, okay. food stamps <laughs> at some point they had to use some Kroger Kroger food stamps to make their transfers but they did they, they made they, it work it means, it, to that, it means to an end. They, it got, they got a very good midfielder in Ceballos, even though it's on loan. Whether, it doesn't you, matter. whether you pay your card or buy cash or... is terrible defending, we know, but mm-hmm. at least... Leadership, that, maybe. Better than Mustafi, he can play out of the back. I don't know about leadership, but at least he can play long balls out of the back. When they play those middle-table teams, it's going to be very effective. To set pieces. Pass. Set pieces is good in the air. He can score headers. So, they so, also got a very good forward. They got a probably, a, probably the... Um, one of the best left-backs, I think, upcoming left-backs in Europe. He's injured right now. Kieran Tierney. Yeah, I wish my team had gotten, gotten Tierney. The point I'm trying to make is, structure-wise, Raul Salehi was able to identify efficient transfers within their minimal budget quote or quote we don't know allegedly minimal 45 million so with their credit cards food stamps mm-hmm. they were able to efficiently have a plan and execute effectively my why i have a different opinion about arsenal is come october november we're going to see a different team because tierney will be back bellerin will be back that defense is going to be totally different in my opinion i think they they've started well they are going to struggle a little bit in big games like for always. I just think they have, uh, out of the other three teams, I think they have the best chance of finishing top four because they have more balanced squad. Uh, they have a lot of goals in them. And oh, if yeah. their manager doesn't tinker too much, which is the problem, or they don't have long-term injuries, that's my card. I think they will finish fourth. But the early signs look look okay, which play with Ceballos, which is critical. Midfield is always very critical. Yeah, Ceballos looks a good player. Yeah, mm. but when... Um, Tierney comes back and Bellerin. Defensively, I would like to see how they look there. I think I don't think they'll be as this bad. Manchester United. I'll take my Manchester United hat off <laughs> for the obvious reasons. <laughs> I, I, I did too. And say it as no. it is. Um, I think what Manchester United tried did is I'll use a quick analogy to wrap this up. When you're doing a build, a build of a house using very simple terms, you have your foundation, you have, let's just say, you have a structure of steel blocks and roofing. I know that's not how it is, but um, my construction. Um, managers, don't at me. I'm just saying, using simple, simple terms. So don't at, don't at me on the podcast. The foundation was shaky, which is a defense. They, they, they reinforced it. It looks good. The structure are still, and the body is the midfield in this analogy. And it looks like after, after fixing the foundation, in comparison to last season, they went and used weaker material and exp- and banked on the fact that this weaker material. Is going to be as good as this as the year before. And the roofing is the attack in the sense that the attack from last season, the roofing was strong, could we stand was decent, relatively strong and decent. And now it's a little bit less strong, in my opinion. Manchester United came into this season having obvious problems in the midfield. And for some reason, whatever whether it's the manager didn't get back, the, whatever the owners was the manager didn't want to buy players, whatever reason. They did not reinforce in the midfield. They have a very we have a very imbalanced team, in my opinion. The midfield is a major, major, major problem. And very early season, the chickens are very common to roost. So nothing is surprising at Manchester United. No, it's not. 
from last season, this season, similar similar characteristics has all popped up. You know, still can't do anything from set pieces. Still can't hold the ball very well. Still mentally weak. Once everything goes wrong, everything goes wrong. Within a game, once they concede a goal, everything is going wrong. They cannot if they, once they cannot equalize quickly mentally, they just go downhill from there. It's been it's been a similar theme for probably years, but similar theme on that only from last year. So. I, I personally don't see that team finishing top four. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. Um, they had the chance to struck to re, to buy players and be a stronger team. They didn't. So I just think chickens have come home to roost. So there's nothing. There's nothing surprising about that team, in my opinion. Uh, Segway, Bolu. Yes. After watching uh, <laughs> Scout Cast, <laughs> what was this Scout? <laughs> Scout Nation HD. Shout out to Scout Nation. We love you guys for helping us become local scouts. Knowingly and unknowingly. Right. Jaden Sancho or Jao Felix. Man. Who do you think would be the bigger, bigger star? Or have a better career? Whichever way you want to look at it. This has nothing to do with the players. Not YouTube, not YouTube star. But uh, Lukaku, if you're listening, they have a better first touch than you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I know the that two was, players. That was spicy from producer Bolu. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I had to throw a shot at the guy. You know, he threw a shot at my team. So, I was just trying to get back for my team real quick. So, I, I watched a little, you know, like we, we, we fans tend to do. We go on YouTube and look up uh, video clips and stuff like that. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Felix. Okay. Um, I think they're both good players. But I think Felix would bring more to the table than Sancho will. Um, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think because Sancho is English, okay. he probably would not go as far as he should. It's going to be a little bit difficult. Not because he's not talented, but I don't know. There's just... They ain't hungry. There's just something. Yeah, like, they, they, they ain't hungry. You know, he's that's, he's going to start off good, yeah. and he is doing good, but... At some point, I just feel like yeah, I, it would just. I, I, I just think English players are not hungry, but that's what I think it is. That's what I think. Yeah, you're but to just say. the clips I saw. Obviously, you know, I can't compare the clips because it's different people that put it together. Okay, I, I don't know. There was just something about the way Felix moved. Something about his touches that it was just like it's like, man, this guy is is looking nice. I don't know why my you didn't buy him, but that's the that yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna pay Absolutely. one 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 twenty million for listen, man. Uh, if Arsenal is using uh, food stamps and stuff, <laughs> we better start figuring something <laughs> out. Too. No, 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 you're not going. You're not going to Lisbon with food stamps. Don't try that, man. Those guys, that's what they live for. They they, they, they wait for you to come. Lisbon, Shakhtar, those guys. You know, like uh, Benfica, there's some clubs that basically their job is to go to Brazil or whatever and pick some cheap I mean, players for one million. They made money from us through viral now, though. Like, you know, they should give just, us another chance. They, 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 they collected like 80, 80 or 90 percent of Jao Felix money up front. Up front. You don't get these from guys. Atletico. Because yeah. Atletico used Griezmann's money to fund that transfer. Yeah. So we could they, have used Lukaku's money and added a little change. And okay. Lukaku's money was like what? Let, 75, this is, 80. This is where does I will it, I will say something does, about those two players. Does he have passion? Passion for the badge? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good question. That's a good question. Since that's what we use now. Passion. I will, I will have to say that um, the eye test, the stats test, they're giving me different things. But there's one weird thing about it. There's one part of this thing that logic is telling me, nah. 
None of them? No, I mean, what I'm trying to say, Lord, my, there's part of my head where that is going against everything for just one weird reason. And that's weird because when I said logic, it doesn't actually follow logic. Okay. When I looked at the two boys, the eye test tells me Yao Felix is a better player. And when I say the eye test is, look, see, in football, right, there's some things that are trainable. There's some things that are not trainable. Absolutely. Right? I agree. The thing that a coach can sometimes struggle to train is how do you train a player to have a great first touch? How do you have a tennis player to, for example, say, I'm going to just flick the ball up with my left and back in it with my right? Players don't think those things. You can't train it. Yeah. The guy has yeah, to that's, think that's, it. Natural, that's, that's, that's natural instincts, yeah. Football IQ. Your Felix, right. Felix has the natural instinct, the natural high IQ thing. No, I, didn't, I don't want to use high IQ because every football, every professional footballer has high IQ, has high football and IQ. I've uh, learned. No, they all have it. There's they have some have IQ, higher not than, high IQ. Some have, they have, they they have, have IQ. Some have genius level Related. IQ. Some have genius level IQ. But most professional footballers that you know have high level football IQ. They're, they're all good. I, I don't know, man. In relative to each other, relative sometimes. To each other, they all sometimes it might, not, it might not be oh, all okay. good. Yeah. In relative to each other. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Felix, when I looked at him, the few times I've seen, like, when they played in the MLS All-Star game, that guy was taking... One time was I was hitting posts, like you know, when they did that freestyle, whatever. Mm-hmm. He the guy seems to be playing football on and compared, you know, just chilling, having fun. That and you know, he has that natural kiddish ability, you know, flakes, this, that. I'm not saying Jordan Sancho does not have it. Jordan Sancho actually looks more like a guy that has been trained by Pep. He actually looks like a very effective guy, gets into the ball, bam, 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 scores goals, this, that, that. I feel that yeah, Felix will. I, I, he has all the natural attributes. There's nothing that Jordan Sancho has that yeah, Felix does not have. But weirdly, I think that Jordan Sancho will do better. Interesting. Uh, and why I actually think so is that there's one part of it that came to my head when I kept thinking about these two guys. Because when I looked at their stats, right, I, I got to pull it up. I looked at their stats. I pulled it up. I've thought about these guys all day, and the one thing I couldn't dif- dif- differentiate them on was stats. I couldn't different. I wanted to use some of this natural ability thing, and then I thought about it, and I said it doesn't really matter because we have seen a lot of players with natural ability not do well, and the guys with less natural ability do better. Last season, um, this guy played 43 games uh, and scored 13 goals, had 19 assists. This is um, Sancho. So Sancho had 32 goals and assists in 43 games. This right? Yeah, fellas in that same period played 43 games, had. 20 goals, 11 assists. Had 31 goals and assists. Very similar. Yeah. And There's a reason that, why I made that the question. Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> ignoring that, look at the other part of it. The one part of it that, that now broke, where I broke it and I went, okay, boss. Yeah, Felix at the age of 19 moved to a different country. It's a different ball game for a youngster moving to a different country. That's one reason. There's another reason, but that first reason alone makes me worry a little bit. Because if he doesn't settle down, and it happens to a lot of kids, they, he might have a lot of problems settling. Compared to Sancho, who's playing at, his, at the club for the second season, he's already settled that he had a great first season. He's, you know, it looks like he's continuing that form this yeah. season. So that's one. But another part of it is not just that Jordan, that's, uh, Yao Felix moved. Yao Felix moved for £120 million. Pounds. Whether he likes it or not. Hefty price tag. That price tag is going to be on his head. He went to replace Griezmann, a legend. 
it's going to be on his head. Because if he went for 20 million pounds, they'll be like, oh, it's okay, he's one for the future. No, you're not one for the future, 120 million. Right now. You're not. Dembele. They're one for right now. Dembele, people, people are still laughing at Barcelona over Dembele. And also the written of Dembele as well. Why? Because of the price tag. Dembele is not yet a failure as a footballer. But because he had that price tag, right now, you're not, you're not top. The bar probably ought to do the same thing for Coutinho. Yeah. Yeah. But Coutinho, the reason why Coutinho is not getting the same is because Coutinho is an older player. Coutinho has already established that he can play top football. So it's not about reinvent. Yeah, Felix has not told us he can play top football yet. He's a flash in the pan. It's the same thing with Jordan Sancho. They are both flash in the pans. If their football career ended now, nobody will remember them. So that's part of what I think the problem is with the guy is, is that he might have a lot of pressure. Yeah. Okay. Um, real quick. Mm-hmm. Jaden, Jao Felix, in my opinion, both of them are like, obviously extremely um, precocious talents. I think Jaden, Jaden Sancho will um, be a bigger star for a couple of reasons. One is the style. I feel like one thing we always forget about in development of players is the managers, the style of football they play in. Um, because we all know, no. If there was no Tele Santana, there would have been no Cafu. If there was no Asawenga, there would have been no Theory Henry. There was no... Um, a lot of all these big coaches had a big hand in development of most of these world-class players, elite players in the past. I think Lucien Favre is uh, one of the coaches I admire so much. Kind of quick attacking style football he plays. I think Jadon Sancho would thrive in that system. I think Jadon Sancho, if he stays in Dortmund for a year or two more, they keep the same team, core team, because their team is really exciting. They play attacking football. Mm-hmm. The manager is, is known to develop talent. That's what he's known for, uh, Michel Favre. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to help him. And I think he has that edge over João Felix because João Felix is going to play with the manager they call the, the Spanish Mourinho. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to play. We know how, we know what to expect from Atletico Madrid. Compact, tight football, hit you on the break. They have good technical players, but they're going to usually play on the breaks most times. Mm-hmm. And... I think possibly, possibly, I might be wrong. I do, and I think that's probably one of the things. In my opinion, as good as Griezmann was, as talented, I think Griezmann was. A personal opinion, I might be wrong. I think Griezmann's trajectory was stunted by playing in Atletico Madrid. In my opinion, him not playing like a Barcelona prime Barca, not this Valve, prime Barca Barcelona, one of these constant attacking teams of the past. I think that did not help Griezmann in his development as an attacking. And a flair player. But, so, and I think that will give Dido Sancho the do edge. Know, do you know the funny thing initially? about it? I, I have to disagree. Why? It was going to Atletico that developed this guy's all-round play. Having to defend made him such a hard worker that made people realize. Re- re- he's one of the reasons why, for example, in the French national team, he's given a free role because they know he will go to the right place. That ability to go in there... He, the amount of work he had to do in, in um, Atletico made him a great all-rounder. It really made him a better footballer. That's I, weird. I, I personally think... Yeah. He might have not won as many awards and titles as he should have won, but I think he developed into a greater footballer because he played on the... Because I, that guy I, I personally mm-hmm. think his skill sets mm-hmm. has been like very, very technically savvy. Mm-hmm. Being yeah, able he's to, always been, yeah. Yes, I, I think that did not develop as much as he should Play. And right. that's just my personal I, opinion. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, my personal opinion. He, yeah, I agree. Yeah. He defends better. He knows how to defend, yeah. how to press. Yeah. But I think that will affect Jao Felix in comparison to Jaden Sancho. Yeah, I, 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 I actually see what you mean. That makes sense too. So yeah. I, yeah. I think that will help Jaden Sancho play in further, um, yeah, play the attacking system as, as far as that continues. Um, and he doesn't move 
say to a club where that stance is good, but because I think they are both growing. So personally, I think Jaden Sancho uh, will have a better career. Yeah. Segway into La Liga. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, quick wrap up. Mm-hmm. Of who do you think will win? This will be short. Just like your opinion. Who do you think will win La Liga between Barca, Real, and uh, Atletico Madrid? We'll stay with Bucci. This is one of those things where you 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 have to go what you think, but you're going with what you think without really having much to think. Much data, yeah. Yeah, just because, you know, it's not just because it's just two weeks, but um, Valverde is kind of in a transition period too. Zidane is a new manager back at the club, even yeah. though he was there before. This is his first real season. So why I'm saying that, because Valverde had a great season last year, but he had it disappointingly, especially with the Champions League failure. And then they, he bought some players and they're trying to get rid of some of their players. So basically the squad is changing. So I don't know how this is going to gel. That's true. People feel the team got stronger. I'm not sure yet. I think Barcelona might be a tiny bit weaker, even yeah. though people think it got stronger because I think Luis Suarez is dropping and he's dropping fast. He's got to... Age might have... You know, age catches all of us at different age, you know, like it catches us at different ages or stages. Mm-hmm. And he might have caught up with him now because the guy looks so terrible. And do you remember you said you like technical players? Luis Suarez is a player that is not just about his fight, it's his technique, the yep. ability to, you know, those wicked touches. Where is it now? What happened? It's like the guy sometimes looks like he's struggling to count his leg. I mean, he's, he's not like he's terrible. He's not as bad as Lukaku, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to oh, say that. Oh, shots uh, fired. But he's really <laughs> dropped. He's really dropped from, you know, like last season. I don't, can't remember what Suarez did. Prime Suarez. Yeah, he's gone. So that, and then Messi's declining too. Even though he's, even though, you know, his decline is still so far ahead of the others. But uh, he's declining too. So I don't know how Griezmann will fit in. That's it. But despite that, I still think Barcelona will win the league because when I look at Real Madrid, I look at Zidane and I'm actually afraid for Zidane because when a manager goes and tells a player in public, I don't want you, you're not part of my plans, and he's trying to get rid of the player, and then all of a sudden he comes and starts in public saying, oh, he's, he's part of my plans, I tell you that that manager is really, really messed up. That probably climbed down. It was, it's like, let Moreno and... Boba fight in public. That's one of the reasons why you knew Moreno's days were numbered then. Because Moreno will have a fight with a player in public and lose. They're like, you don't. The manager doesn't do that. So, you've gone out and basically said, this guy, it's me or this guy. You, you said it last year. You left the club because of him. You came back. And you're still carrying on the same fight. This guy said, well, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here. The guy won the fight. That's one. So they won the fight and the war. And the war. Because <laughs> you left... You came, came back, back and he's still, still there. there. And he's still and you can't. <laughs> yeah. So that's one. Two, these recruitments are looking weird. They bought uh, that striker, what's his name? Jo- Jovic. Jovic. I heard that they want to loan him away. That he's that, that bad. That Zidane doesn't trust him. Then why did they spend that more money on him? It's not his money. Remember, it's Real Madrid money. 65 million pounds. Yeah. yeah. How's that? Look, Kim. I look like he worked his dream deal and decided to go and party in Mars. He came back, you know, like, he, he looked like, he, we saw him now. He looked yeah. fat. Yeah. He got us fat. From, and we were not, like, pitch side. We were behind the post, but we were not pitch side. But we could see from where we were, the hazard was fat. <laughs> I'm telling you, we could see it. Fatter than Lukaku? <laughs> Dude, 
Lukaku, remember Lukaku had to tell us he was fat before we knew he was fat. This guy, <laughs> this one, you <laughs> knew he was fat. Sorry, sorry to hold two eyes. So that that for me is my problem with Real Madrid, where I look like. So I think Real Madrid were not a great team last year. They looked like a team that was struggling. Okay. They needed to make a lot of recruitment. They needed to fix a lot of things, and I don't think they fixed all the problems because they might have not recruited correctly. And then finally, Atletico. Uh, when are we going to actually start uh, holding uh, Simeone up to higher standards? I mean, he's operating in a two-team league and he doesn't want to break into it. What I'm trying to say is, you know, at a point he has to start challenging and not saying no. You know, but didn't he do that last season? Didn't he give them a run for it last season? No, not, not really. Not by, really. By, the, by, the, yeah. by the end of that last month, he was gone. Yeah. I think he got to, he basically April. did it wrong, but it's the same thing by April or whatever. April, uh, yeah. he's, he's gone. Barcelona wanted like, like ten points. Yeah, Barcelona wanted. Like I mean, ten 12, points 10, is not a lot though when you when you think about it. That's I a mean, lot. hold on, it ten is points a is a lot, but when you really think about it, ten points is not a lot for a league that is supposed to be. A you remember two. that Barcelona? I don't think Barcelona won all their games at the end of the season. Yeah. So but the would have been high. But that's what I'm saying though. So it, when when you think about a team that is supposed a league that is supposed to be a two team league, a two team and the difference between first and third is ten point. That's mm. no second, because remember we were fourth. Between second fourth and third, third. yeah, third. was third. I think um, this guy needs to go for it this year. He needs to go for the league. Simeone. This is not. It's, they spent a lot of money. They spent a they lot spent of money. Those How much million. they spent? Oh, yeah, those two hundred million. Yeah, spent, uh, they spent all. That's the, decent. Yeah. In soccer, that's decent. But nowadays. I don't think he's under any pressure for the money spent because they've not spent a lot of money in the long term. Yeah, and they lost a lot of players. They lost Godin. They lost, you know, they lost a lot of players. But the, the thing about it is, um, his opponents are weaker. This, if he had a chance, this was it. I if see. he had a chance, he has to go for it. So, but like I said, Barcelona will win the league. Yeah. So my answer to that question, mm-hmm. let me start off with this. Who did Madrid buy this season, off-season? They bought Hazard. Hazard. Jovi. Jovi. No, not, not Real Madrid. Barcelona. No, Atletico. At- oh, Atletico. Who wow. did they buy? Joe okay. Felix. That's all you need to know. <laughs> That's all you need to know. That's why they're going to win the league. Oh, you like the boy that much? You I don't like the boy. Well, as of today, yes, I do. <laughs> After after shout after doing some scouting, what do you call it again? Scouting, scouting, scouting HD. Shout out to scouting HD. Wait, is that, is that not a breacher report channel? No, <laughs> this is listen. I googled, you know, Joel Felix I, came up on YouTube. How many hours was this video? Listen, <laughs> I just needed a few minutes to make my decision. Wow, <laughs> listen, the, the few minutes was more than enough. I think yeah, I think, I think Manchester United needs to employ Shark Nation, man. Shark yeah. Nation. They might need to because yeah. uh, I don't know what they're doing with their, <laughs> their own scouting. Yep. No, but I've created one um, Jao Felix Ultra Ultra fan here. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, the boy is good. The boy is good. But so I, I'm saying Atletico Madrid because I mean, so if we were to look at history and stats, you would think it's Barca or Real Madrid. But the Barca we used to know that we used to fear that man, if you play Barca, just forget it. But, that fear is not there anymore. That fear factor is not there. It's like, yeah, Barca is a good team, but you're not scared to play Barca. You're like, man, look, let's go out there. We'll give it a shot. If we win, we win. Yeah, it's but not, before, it's it used to be silly. like, man, ah, we are playing Barca. Guys, let's just make sure we don't embarrass ourselves. 
That fear factor is gone. Madrid, when Ronaldo left, that fear factor that man, Ronaldo might be in there for 90 minutes. All he wow. needs is the 91st minute. Correct. Wow. And it's, it's done. So really, it's all in Atletico Madrid just because of one player. Because everybody's talking about that player and you paid over 100 mil for that player. You're not paying that money for you to come and be sitting third or fourth. You're going for it. So my money's on them. And uh, because of Felix, I'm going to start paying attention to their team. Just to see what's up. Maybe yeah. I can convince him to come play for United next season. Okay. I don't know. You have 200 million to give them? No. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> That's I another club that doesn't sell. <laughs> I got full staff's money for them. That's yeah. another club that doesn't sell. MUTV. Yeah. Uh, all the MUTV subscribers, we just donate like $100 full staffs each. That's, all over the listen, world. Man. That's all we need. No, all we need to do is don't but, pay United that subscription. But, Let's put that money together and go and buy the player and bring it to them and say, yeah, <laughs> just pay but, salary. Wait. Just looking at their transfers, though, dude, these guys spend money, but they lost a lot. Because think about this. Rodri left. Um, I mentioned Godin left. Yes. Griezmann left. Get, okay, those are the stars. There's How does Godin? Eh? How does Godin? 35, but he's, uh, he's, uh, he needs to be replaced. He was still the starter. Now he was a captain. I know, but yeah. it is okay. old. Juan Fran left. Juan Fran left. Uh, Felipe Luis left. I didn't even know all these guys left. It's just yeah. now that I'm looking at the... Yeah, they had like 10 in, 10 out. Yeah. No, but my thing is, my thing is, of so all the like players that league. left, mm-hmm. how many of them could, like, let's, let's, and let's be real. How many of them can you say, okay, we're going to take you and you can go to any of the top teams in the world and you're in the starting line? Oh, wow. You just mentioned like, like two or three. <laughs> Rodri. No, but that's what I'm saying. Out of 10, two or three. But you replaced like how many players did they Chris get? Man. Not, 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 no, not all the players they got are at the same level. No, I'm, I would no but that's that what I'm saying. How many players did you get? You don't necessarily need to replace them with the players the on the same level. level. Yeah. You just need to replace them with players that you know can give you the, you know, kind of come in and do the job and, yeah, and get you the results. Lucas Hernandez left too. Yes. Lucas Hernandez left. Man, now they lost a lot of players. It's okay. Yeah, I st- I'll, I'll still put my mm-hmm. money on them. Let yes, me go to my mm-hmm. soccer apps and... Um, mm-hmm. And click on follow my no, dream. No, no, I'm just, I'm just, no, I, but, I wasn't just analyzing so, why they spend so much money. Because I was trying to think, why would Atletico spend so much money? Because they, they don't lost, spend. Yeah, they lost. They don't players, spend. So their and net spend was still low. Even yeah, low. it made yeah. sense. I was even United, sense. take note. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Ed Woodward. Ed Woodward. <laughs> okay, let me, uh, before we debate, my, let me give my own. Um, yeah. Barcelona. I'm just going to give two words. Barcelona. Messi. Messi. <laughs> I, just, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> okay, no, no, that was a joke. I know I'm, I know I'm one of the number one. Messi, Messi fan. U- Messi ultra. No, no, I'm not a fan. I'm an ultra. Nah, I'm more than... Uh, it's worse. It's, well, I'm, I'm more than a fan of Messi. I'm an ultra. We are, we are a lot of... We follow follow our club, our fan club online, guys. www.messiultras.com <laughs> Anyway, seriously, I think Barcelona... I think Barcelona might slightly edge it just yeah. for a couple of reasons um, that has been highlighted. I think uh, there's been too much in and out in Atletico. Atletico will probably start well, uh, but over time they will probably struggle um, as the season goes further just because of the fact that so many new people just get match reading. When the games get tougher, when they start playing like cup games, Champions League, they'll probably struggle as, as we get into that. Um, Real, you just look... I mean, they, they've started well so far, but... They just look like a team that, since that Champions League win, 
they just took their constant transition. You know, even they have like a whole bunch of players that played, like they've gone to three managers. They just have too many internal issues going on that I don't even think they will challenge for the league. That's how how much I, I think Real will struggle. I think they will still do decent, decent in Champions League just because it's a team that is set up for that. The experience they have, Zidane seems to know how to navigate. Obviously, he won three Champions League back-to-back. He seems to know how to navigate that competition very well. I think he's a very pragmatic coach. And the experience of the players will make them have a good run, good slash decent run, maybe a quarterfinals in Champions League. But I don't think they will, they will even come close to winning the league. I think they'll mm. finish top four just because of how mm-hmm. the quality of the top three teams now, we can say, in comparison to the rest of the league. The difference is the gap is just so much that even if when they struggle, I mean, last season was supposed to be our worst season, mm-hmm. in quotes, and they still finished third. You know, that tells you a yeah, lot yeah. about the gap. So I, I have to think Barcelona will edge it. I think Atletico will push them close this time around because Barcelona will drop off so much that they'll be closer to Atletico. But I think they'll still edge it just because of quality. When Suarez comes back, when Messi comes back, Messi guarantees you 30 goals, you know. At least he almost guarantees 10 wins in a season just because of the magic he can do. So I think Barcelona was doing La Liga. Before the podcast ended, I uh, normally, you know, when we've had video podcasts, uh, I would usually give us a minute or two to say whatever is in our mind, you know, freestyle <laughs> a bit. And there's a few things that are heavy on my mind about football in general. And uh, sometimes I have to say it because, you know, uh, I love the sport. I've loved it for a long time. I love the fans. I met a lot of people who are great because of this. And I learned a lot from this. But one thing I have to say, first of all, is that football fans are beginning to really annoy me. I mean, I, I, I am meeting football fans and uh, maybe the way people say that, um, you know, a lot of um, silly and stupid people exist online. But then when we say these things, it makes it look like all the stupid people exist in one other part of the world and we're all cool in one part. And then when you realize that we're all stupid people, most <laughs> of us, that's just the truth. We just don't want to agree that we're here. And what I mean stupid is that what I'm trying to say is that I'm not saying that we're silly, but I think in a lot of times we're ignorant and we don't accept our ignorance about some things. We think we know more than we do. Um, is Valverde a bad manager? I've thought about this and I cannot understand why Barcelona fans continue to attack the guy. Then I thought about it and I realized that the reason why is because Barcelona fans want to win the Champions League the way um, Real Madrid has won it. They're so jealous of that. Football fans have become so impatient, and, and I think it's sports fans too, but football fans in general, I have to talk about it, has become so impatient, they're becoming annoying. A season starts after two games, somebody jumps us and says, oh, thank God, oh, I told you I predicted this, this will happen. I'm like, dude, the season is a marathon. There's 36 more games to go. Will you sit your ass down? Because in another week or two, you're going to come out and say, yeah, you know, I was wrong. This is what pisses me off. There are 20 teams in the league. None of them has an automatic right to win the league. Only one will win it. There are 19 other teams that must lose out. It's the same thing in the Champions League. It's the same thing in Serie A, La Liga, Bundesliga. The only problem is that if you play in a one-team league where, you know, like um, Bundesliga, where uh, Serie A, where Juventus and um, this thing are kings there and they have automatic royalty, you don't worry about that, but if you're in the Premier League, if you're in the if you're in La Liga, you're part of the top three. 
you don't expect that your team is going to win the Champions League every season. Don't expect that your team is going to win the league every season. If your team is in a good time and winning the league like Liverpool is or Manchester is, that's great. Enjoy it. But do not become this thing where people miss penalties and you become racist. This is not the sport we love. This is a sport we're all supposed to be happy and, and enjoying it. If this sport is affecting you so much that you wake up on Monday feeling like killing someone, stop. Leave the sport. If you feel that supporting a club, if you're a Manchester United fan, an Arsenal fan, a Barcelona fan, I'm talking about particular people that I've noticed their frustrations online when they talk. You know, these, are, these three clubs, I mentioned them um, because I have a lot of friends that support those. Chelsea fans too. Some of these people, they're not the racist fans. No, I'm not, I'm not calling those that those are the racist fans. I'm just talking about the fans of those clubs, the way that they've been behaving like they have an automatic right to keep competing at the highest level. If it's stressing you that much, take a chill. Don't watch football. I did it for a few, I did it for a while. It didn't, I didn't die. If you have to wake up and cuss at somebody, threaten to kill somebody, and you feel because you're defending a club you love, or depending on a game you love, the game does not need you. If you left the game, the game will go on. But think about your family. Think about your friends. When you keep making this kind of thing, I wonder the police tra trace you, and they maybe throw you in jail or whatever. Will your family be happy because you just wanted to cause a guy that missed a penalty, a guy that missed a chance? There's nothing showing life. There's no guarantee for success. A manager can do everything right. The players go out there and mess up. The players can do everything right. The opposition goalkeeper turns into a sort of spider. The players can do everything right. The last minute, the referee gives a bad penalty. This is why we love this spot. There was always the human element, the unpredictability, the fact that at the 89 minute of a game, you're losing 2-0. You still have faith that your team will score two goals because you believe that the other team will make a mistake. Do not become what we did not want this sport to become. Let us not allow politics and other things come into this sport. Football was built so that there will be no politics in it. Let's continue this. No religion, no sectarianism. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. Um, we've come to the end of this podcast, guys. This was fun. If you're listening to this, um, follow us on our social channels on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, the website, foodyfantasy.com, and look out for our next episode.